0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, we're back for episode 13 of On The Pitch Pod, it's Sunday January 17th, Uh, I'm joined as always with my co-host here Leo, Uh, but we got a few friends with us today, I'm also joined by Leo's brother Joey, our resident Chelsea fan for the day and our good but long lost friend Tony Pineda, who uh, recently moved up to the Great White North, Uh, he's back today representing the Red Devils, how you guys doing today? Doing well, just ready, ready to get into it. Yeah,
1: How we doing, Tony? I'm alright. A little uh, disappointed about the result today, but hey, we're at the top of the table, so I don't care. Yeah, so Manchester United
2: takes a draw at Anfield today. It was kind of a, a boring game for my Reds, so I was pretty disappointed, but not much we could do about that. Uh, Tony, what were,
1: what were your thoughts on how the game went? I thought it was very... we got outplayed in the first... 20 to 30 minutes uh, and then we settled down a little bit uh, came into it out of our shell in the second half i think it was we were playing for a draw definitely in the first half um i don't know if we had a halftime speech or not but they came out playing a little bit i think they had two great chances in the second half um but Allison with the great saves and Like that, they drew. Yeah, like that, they drew.
2: Alisson comes up with two big saves. Really needed it, especially just given the way the game was going, given the way the table's shaping up, and just kind of lackluster. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it was really just side-to-side. Liverpool dominated the possession of the game, but didn't really create a whole lot of that. Uh, They're kind of just lacking in the final third, connecting with passes and being creative up top, and it's just been kind of frustrating to
0: watch the past couple games. Definitely, I think Manchester United had a good strategy going in in terms of how they set up defensively. They kind of forced Liverpool to break them down in terms of a, a Barca possession in the final third style rather than allowing them to use their speed and go at them You know, with 30, 40 yards of space, uh, which is what I think they're definitely best at. Bobby Firmino could have done better today. I think he was kind of the, uh, you know, it, didn't say, it wouldn't say he played bad, but I, I wanted a little bit more from him, yeah. and he was kind of... He's he's usually the link that you know separates Liverpool and 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 allows them to create these little flick-ons and chances and these great goals. He held the ball a little bit too long today a couple times and those chances fluttered away. And it was uh, I don't want to say an action-packed 0-0 because it wasn't, but it was you know the chances were there. They just weren't you know it was nothing. They weren't falling. Nothing was capitalized upon.
2: Yeah, man,
3: you definitely had some some good chances with Alex saves, but. Uh, throughout the whole game they were just kind of trying to ping the ball over the top to Marcus Rashford. Liverpool was playing a high line. You could see a little bit of uh, lack of experience in the back from Henderson and Fabinho but it's to be expected with all the injuries they have. Yeah
2: and I thought Fabinho still played well. He definitely came up with some key challenges across the, came across the box and blocked the cross that probably resulted in the goal. He did a good job defending Rashford on what I thought was going to be the goal. So Overall, Fabinho played well, but like I was saying, they're really lacking in the final third and just really side to side a lot. It's kind of frustrating. It's not their typical way of playing games, and they keep trying to play balls over the top. And In the past, that's worked, but it's just not connecting right now. The the things aren't going. They kind of need a spark right now, and they're not finding that spark, and hopefully... They gotta write that ship really fast because United sit three points ahead and City are red hot and right now I think are the most dangerous team going forward to possibly continue their run and take over the top.
0: Yeah, I mean it felt like a game that really needed fans. The game just kinda of lacked energy. Like if there was even a thousand fans in the stadium, I think it would have been, you know, a much more uh, energetic and emotional game. It felt, you know, like it kinda of lacked emotion. Uh, which is very rare in a Liverpool versus Man United tie, but like you're saying, there's no there's no opportunity to fall asleep at the top of the table because Manchester City is coming full steam ahead. Uh, they f- blew out Palace today 4-0. Kevin De Bruyne put in a masterclass. His first goal to jo- to his first assist to John Stones. He faked it like he was gonna cross it like an in swing cross and just hit it with the outside of his boot like Ricardo Quaresma bamboozled everybody <laughs> and right to John Stone's head who had a brace and John I mean very rarely do you say the second one wasn't even a header it was a nice finish with his left foot uh and they won 4-0 today they're coming hard they got a game at hand and with uh all these big dogs like Chelsea falling, it's oh. looking brutal uh <laughs> o, man. Tottenham doesn't look their best right now either compared to where they were maybe a month ago so I think City's definitely the the team in form right yeah, the, now. Where definitely the scariest there, team.
2: Definitely the scariest team going moment. forward. And given their defensive record too, another shutout today. They just keep the backline strong. Ruben Diaz has played really well all season, and they're not. I, I'd say they're kind of not getting enough credit for the way their defense has been playing all season. They've just really shorted up compared to years past, where you just expect them to blow teams out three, four, nothing. So. Definitely a change of pace for pep sides, and
0: hopefully something that gives them a boost going into Europe in the next month. It could be down to the fact that they're blatantly like disregarding COVID rules and like having sex parties. <laughs> you know, like maybe the Man City, you know, they're just in, they're just living more normal lives than everybody else, and that could be the reason they're doing so good right now. Who knows? Yeah. So we'll move on from
2: that game. It was it was kind of boring, unfortunately, but. We'll move along and we'll touch base on Chelsea's uh, squeak away win yesterday against Fulham's 10 men side and Scott Parker really made him work for it. You got any thoughts on How that? How hot
0: the is Chelsea Frank Lampard's fans? seat right now? Is it is it like, you know, i medium? say it's, it's up in the air. Honestly, 1-10 yeah. uh, on Frank's hot seat.
3: You know, the fans love him, but the, the attack is just struggling. They've sorted out the problems in the defense, uh, although at times there's a bit, a bit of rust. You see Kurt Zuma's Full, come into his place in the squad uh, Thiago Silva has played a big part in that, just a, given a lot of experience definitely to the back come line. On real strong since yeah. that
0: West Brom mistake, he's played really well.
3: But uh, other than that last year was the problems with the defense this year, the attack is just struggling there's really no creativity, we, we need our playmakers to, to finally like come out and do, do what they do, Cal Hudson-Odoi has looked good, but definitely. our big signings Timo Werner, nowhere to be seen <laughs> missing chance after chance. Kai Havertz Started on the bench. This Kai Havertz yet. hasn't been in the squad. Um, Pulisic has amazing run of form. He, he can't get on to the end of things. Yeah. I mean, it's just the attack is needs to get sorted out. It's very inconsistent. Giroud scores, then he doesn't score yeah, for three right. games. Abraham comes in, scores two goals, doesn't score for three games. It's it's
0: all very inconsistent. Definitely, I think that uh, it's kind of telling too that. Um, you know, every time you guys buy what, like you, the reason Frank was hired was because he was going to promote players from within. and that first season, when you couldn't buy anybody, you bought. You know, you Tammy Abraham made his emergency scored like eight goals in his first nine, and then he spent all that money last summer. Thought it was going to be the you know the summer that they break through. Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Ziyech, all come in and it's you know still the guys from the homegrown guys like Callum Hudson-Odoi that are producing your only challenge you know Ma- right Mason now. Mount has been stud. squad's best player yeah. by yeah. far he's uh he's been the one guy that I've I've always kind of admired he's got the cra- he's got a crazy motor uh, i think Mateo Kovacic has been a big player for you guys yeah. as well because yeah. he runs he pushes your team forward you got a lot of negative players yeah. like Jorginho and I got Granit Xhaka and you just hate seeing him pass back all the time Mateo Kovacic always goes forward and takes the ball, whether he runs with it, passes with it, and I think that that's, uh, from a 6 or 8 position, he's been, like, your most creative, you know, him and Mason Mount have been the only guys making things happen.
3: Yeah, and we kind of brought in Kai Average to play along in that role. But, right. again, he's not It's <laughs> just not anywhere. Right uh,
0: Kai, Kai, Kai kind of sucks.
2: Uh, I mean, sure, he doesn't actually suck. They're 22, you know. he's He's been sucking... Uh, Duffy not living up to the hype. Neither the two German boys are. Uh,
1: Tony, what what's your take on Chelsea's latest run of form? Um, they they have the potential to be really scary. I think um, they still are yet to find their full stride. I think once, once like we said, Timo, once Kai, once Hudson, and Mason Mount and Christian just start. And Zayac. And. Zayac. I mean, <laughs> so they're they're real, they literally have so many, have weapons. So many <laughs> weapons. Like you could go on all day, they have so many offensive weapons, and it's yeah. just crazy that they struggle to find the back of the net and they, they struggle to just like connect and have that chemistry. But I think definitely give it a couple, I would say give it a couple, even more months, and they are definitely going to be hitting their stride and they will be scary. Just a quick
3: stat. In the past four games, each game, they've scored one goal.
2: (laughs) Hey, that's better than uh, my Reds. (laughs) No goals in the past three, one in the past four. So, yeah, like Tony was saying, a big part of that, too, is the chemistry. It seems like they're just kind of not on the same page at times with the runs that they're trying to create and the balls that they're trying to play into the box. And when they do get those chances, for whatever reason, Timo just forgets how to score. He had that... Breakaway there at the end of the game, and I mean that was that was awful. That was an awful, <laughs> awful attempt at the finish. He, he must have put that six, seven yards wide to the right, and that just kind of shows the. Confidence that he's lacking in front of goal. I, you know, it's one thing to have the goalie make a save or something, or even hit the post. But I mean, that was just, just put that was target. Real. Yeah, this, it's, his it's, touch it's just is confidence. off too. So yeah it's. he's the confidence back. Maybe, uh, maybe they get a nice FA Cup game where he he bags a hat trick or something and gets the mojo going. And I'd say the same thing for my Reds. They need a, a nice win against you know a lower side. But we got a tough draw in the FA Cup. We got. Manchester United again in a few weeks, so me and Tony will be going back at it again in a few weeks, but that's uh, that's our Chelsea talk for now. They're really struggling.
0: Um, Shout out to Fulham. Put in a good battle down to 10 men. I thought that they had a couple good chances. They ripped their asses off, and uh, you could tell Scott Parker was pissed off that they even gave up the one goal, and I think they're headed in the right direction. Um, they've you know. definitely
2: been playing a lot better as of late. They've been managing to pick up more points yeah. than... They were at the beginning of the season, and credit to Scott Parker, really just, you know, as expected, they were going to be in a relegation battle. Lately, they've just been playing tough matches. They're finding ways to get points, so credit to them, credit to Scott Parker, the accountant, my my favorite manager in the league. <laughs> Sharp dresser. We'll see what, where they go from there, and we'll see where Chelsea goes from there. They're uh, out, out of the top four right now in that jumbled top of the table, and they need to pick it up, so... We'll move along, and this morning we had Spurs finally getting back on track. How about that? Harry Kane scored a pretty
0: beautiful goal outside the box, bottom corner. Yeah, Harry Kane had a nice finish. Um, Sheffield United, just not their year. It really isn't. They've scored 10 goals this whole season in 18 matches now. Uh, Dave McGoldrick, the Irishman, gets his fifth of the season. He's accounted for half of Sheffield's goals this year. Um, but this was a game that Spurs definitely needed to take all three points, he, and, and they took care of business. I mean, I'm really not much to say about it, for me, anyways. Uh, f- uh, f- fuck Spurs, but they got the job <laughs> done. I guess. <laughs> Young and Son hit the outside of the post. Uh, they had a really weird overhead goal. I think it was in <laughs> yeah, downplay.
2: It was quite the goal. Yeah. Was it intended? Who knows? Only, only he knows. I hope he says it was intended because it was pretty freaking nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Perfect. So, it was. really good goal there. And like we've been saying the past few weeks, Kane and Son need to be the motors. And although uh, Sone didn't find the back of the net, Kane did manage to find the back of the net. Bergwijn, I thought, played much better. He was finally getting himself into more attacking positions. And like we've been saying, they need to get more production out of their other players, and that finally happened to that. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's... So. Uh They've kind of been slowing down lately, I feel like. But they're playing, they're playing Jose ball. They're playing Jose ball. Can only it's get so, so far. Fucking boring, dude. It's, you gotta I, just hope that one of those two doesn't get injured because I don't know where the goal comes from if those two are out of the out of the lineup. In yeah, big games. they
2: brought they brought all these players in this past summer, and Bale just you know is minding his own business on the bench and being a spectator and can't find his way into the team. And everyone was kind of hoping he'd be that third motor, and they'd be you know.
1: Kane, Son, and Bale up top, and Bale just hasn't been the guy for them. Yeah, I was I was asking these guys earlier. I was just ha- referring to them and questioning,
0: like, do we think Gareth Bale even cares about soccer anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought... It, it yeah. used to be third, like he was like golf, Wales, soccer. Yep. Now it's like golf, Wales, <laughs> uh okay. Price is (laughs) right at 10 a.m. You know, learn Spanish at some point. Yeah, still doesn't speak Spanish. It it
1: makes zero sense. I mean, I thought for sure he grew up with Spurs. I thought him going back was gonna see a resurgence in his career. And I don't. It's just he's he's hesitant. He's plateaued. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's kind of just
2: you know. He's liking his paychecks.
3: No hunger. He's happy where he's at.
2: (laughs) Very complacent guy right now. Um, I still think they should try and bring in another guy right now, but it's just a complicated transfer window. I I really don't think many teams will be actually making moves. Obviously, all the rumors soaring around for basically every team, but we're halfway through and nothing's really been said and done. So just a lot of talk, not a lot of action from any of these teams. The Money's tight right now, given no fans in the stands, unfortunately. and I just don't really think any team's actually going to make a a big splash move. Maybe a couple mil player here and there. But at the end of the day, Spurs, like we've been saying, they got to get more production. It came today, but they played Sheffield today. So they need to do things like that against Sheffield.
0: I think that one thing I would do differently as a manager... I, I know that your skin is always on the line. You know, these players will be there the next year, but they fire you first if, the, if you start losing. But if I was Jose Mourinho, throw a Gareth Bale out there just to see what he does in a game. I get he's probably the laziest practice player ever. You know, Deli Alli doesn't try during practice, but, you know, like let them let him have a little baptism by fire. If they're not ready, they get exposed on the field, and then you're justified for benching them. But if they score a goal, then, you know, you put pressure on other players to start producing. And clearly, they're not putting pressure on Elso and Bergwijn and all those other guys in the back. Or... Carlos Vinicius. Yeah, I think everyone that...
2: was excited about him and just give him a the run. Only the only thing side. he did was uh, score the goal against that uh, FA Cup team, and you know did the Mbappe celebration against the <laughs> eighth league side. So good for him. I'm, I'm glad he was super thrilled to score against some guys that were electricians and car mechanics. So. <laughs> He celebrated like a madman, and he, he can't find his way into the actual first team when the big games come around. So, just a lot of a lot of talking points with Spurs. I don't think they can finish top four right now. That's Boy, my personal opinion. I don't think they'll finish top four. I think Leicester.
0: They're just, just the they're, way they've played. They're a sprained ankle away from you know not scoring goals. I I really. Hoy, Hoy, Hoybie, Hoyberg, Hoiberg the he's been unbelievable from Southampton this year alongside Ndombele who didn't play hardly at all last year and now is you know having his Jimmy Butler sophomore season so <clears throat> maybe the same can be said about some of these guys that are you know riding the bench for Spurs right now but I think eventually they're going to have to look for options other than Kane and Son if they want to you know
2: if they want to actually push for it they got the uh they're still in the Europa League they're playing very well in the Europa League uh, and that might be their only way in this year, the way well, I personally way think. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my, my way, in. way in. Um, my competition. Uh-oh. Broken chair. God damn it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Patrick just broke a chair, believe it or not. God, my mom's going to be pissed. Uh-oh. Oh, a nice dining room chair. Yeah, yeah. I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough.
0: But uh, I'm putting this on the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> a little duct tape will
2: do the job. But, uh, I think Leicester right now, I think they're positioned to make a run at the top four finish. They sit second place. Big win this morning against Southampton and that was an awesome game. A lot of chances from both sides. Just a really exciting game. Arguably one of the most exciting games of the weekend if you had a chance to wake up yesterday morning and give that a watch. Both sides really going at it. Keepers were making knife saves for both teams and Lester finds a way to get it done. They get a goal. Uh, James Madison blasts it from the near post. So what you really can only do from the near post is kind of shoot it as hard as you can and hope the goalie doesn't react quick enough. And it was a great finish. And then uh, they get the goal at the end of the game to seal the game. So Brendan Rodgers has the boys bump in. They're in second place. They're in a good run of form. Jamie Vardy is Jamie Vardy. How old is he now? 34. 34. And... Drinking three Red Bulls a day, smoking,
0: (laughs) just does what he wants. He probably probably smokes
2: smokes a cig in the locker room at halftime, but the guy can still freaking run, man. He hasn't lost a step. He's still a man on the mission, and I think they're really poised to finish top four ahead ahead of some of these other teams, maybe even Chelsea with the way things are going. I think Lester are really poised for that top four finish. You guys disagree,
0: agree. Uh, I just I think per, I want to shi- uh, highlight uh, what's his name, Yuri Tielemans. I think Telemons, that if he yeah. was on you know a bigger team or a different team, I think he's the next guy that's going to get a massive contract. He gives me Genie Wijnaldum vibes, guy that can pick the ball up in the midfield. It's very tough to get the ball off his foot, but he can you know both run forward as well as spray passes all all around the field. Uh, I think they've definitely got a team deep enough, and they seem to. Brendan Rodgers seems to have figured out, you know, what makes them go, and they bought into what he says, and I think they definitely can, they're definitely top six, and we'll definitely be pushing for top four come the last day of the season.
2: And Tony, Joey, what are your thoughts here on the Foxes and their current run of form?
3: Uh, I'd say they definitely have the quality, Um, especially with teams like Chelsea and Tottenham dropping out. Uh, One team that could compete is Everton. Everton still looks very good. They have a game in hand sitting in sixth place, but guys like James and Calvert-Lewin, who started great, but had to slow down down, a little bit. bit They still look good. They still look good.
0: Yeah, they they, Sorry, Tony, to interrupt you, but they had that game with uh, Aston Villa postponed. They have Sheffield Wednesday next, and then they play Leicester City in the following Premier League game. That'll be
3: a great one to watch.
0: Yeah, I think back to what uh, Leo had asked, I think
1: the Foxes definitely have a good chance of finishing top four. Um, Like we've all agreed, they they have depth. um, And Brendan Rodgers has the boys committed to their style of play. And, I mean, week in, week out, They're in games. They're committed. Jamie, like you said, hasn't lost a step. Guy is just hungry for goals. And I think uh, the Barnes, I don't recall his first name, but Barnes. Harvey Barnes, Barnes. he's nice. So I think they got it. (laughs) He's nice.
2: So, yeah, they really got it going. James Madison really looks like one of the best players in the league right now, honestly. Just given all the chances he creates and... He's a man that's in form and bagging goals left and right. So we'll see what happens with them. They got uh, coming up that Southampton, uh, or no, I don't know what I'm looking at. Right now my computer's bugging out. It's giving me a May 1st matchup for their they play, uh, next game. They
0: play, Asseville was postponed. Oh.
2: Oh, Interception by the way. yeah. Sorry, so we're Sorry, the Browns, we're man. watching the football game right now. So, you know, there's little pauses here and there, and I got a lot of money in the Browns. And <laughs> go Browns. Chad Penny just threw a, a beautiful-looking jump ball in the end zone for a nice Browns pick. So, sorry about that, everyone. But, uh, yeah, wow. the Wester's got their next couple games coming up, and if they can come with come away with some wins in the next few games, they're just... They're gonna be turning on and they got Chelsea maybe next. A sleeper, uh, maybe a sleeper to even make her on that the top spot. So They got Chelsea, Brentford and then Everton in the next three. And yeah, so good for them. So Arsenal, they got their game tomorrow. Unfortunately we can't talk about their game uh, tomorrow since it's you know, we're a day behind. But looking back at the week, a very boring zero zero draw. We'll let Patrick give his comments about that one.
0: I mean, you know, just they they won three straight, you yeah, know, I think everything's going swimmingly. Of course, David Luiz makes his reappearance into the side. Um, there's just so many things that just don't make any sense. Gabriel Martinelli like twists his ankle and is like crying in pregame and everyone thinks he's like gonna be out for like six months and he just rolled his ankle. He's available for selection tomorrow. So like everyone, there's just so such a high tension rate there for no fucking reason. Everyone's so Stressed out of their minds. Emile um, Smith Rowe looks really good. Pepe's a bust uh he's a fraud, <laughs> he's, a bust. He's, a fraud. he's finally <laughs> accepted I'm, I'm accepting like, I think that if he had like Trent behind him he'd be a good player you know what I mean like <laughs> I he need he he needs somebody better than Hector Bellerin who is also I'm come to terms with it bust like he's just not good, <laughs> he's, not good. He's, he's been just, there for so long and, you know the only thing that's our that longest of- serving player now that Ozil left to Fenerbahce oh, <laughs> salute to you we'll get to that in a minute but he, Hector Bellerin is our longest standing player right now. the The only thing that I think of when I think of
2: Hector Bellerin is uh, a fast, cheap card on FIFA. That's literally, like, he's, like yeah, you he's, think of Hector Bellerin, you're like, oh, he's got like you know ninety pace and he's <laughs> probably two thousand coins for your Ultimate Team, and yeah. no
0: that's
2: a that's literally the only thing that comes to my mind. And you know his errant throw-ins for whatever reason, he doesn't know how to throw the ball in, and then he throws his arms up like a little girl. So don't disrespect the
0: fashion King. You don't you see his Instagram post. He just needs some red meat in his life. He's been vegan for too long. Uh, No. Uh, He just stinks. You know, and I've come to terms with it. I've wanted to like him for a very long time. It's just not good enough. Uh, The state of my club in like like one sentence is Alexander Lacazette is going to be the new number 10 of Arsenal Football Club. And that's where we stand as a club. And I could not feel worse about it personally. Going into Newcastle, I hope we win I don't know I, I, I've, I think uh, I've I think they need to win So I'm looking
2: at Their upcoming fixtures And after Newcastle They got a pretty Tough stretch of games They got Southampton Who is As we all know by now Is not an easy out This year They play really well In just about every game Manchester United Wolves Austin Villa this Tough is stretch of games here. This Arsenal's upcoming fixtures, so
0: I would expect goals. I think I'm gonna bet the over in the over two and a half tomorrow. I know like Arsenal was zero zero last game and it was two zero in like 120 minutes against Newcastle in the FA Cup, but I think that you know like these teams saw each other less than a week ago. The pride figured it out, and I just don't think Arsenal's defense can hold up this many <laughs> clean sheets in a row. You know, not only do I think that we'll score, I think it's a good BTTS game as well. Uh, Andy Carroll definitely bags and, bags an onion. For, the, for for Newcastle up on time. But, yeah, I mean, for all this shit I've been saying, like how depressed I am about it, we're still not that far off the top as long as they keep performing in the Europa League and just, you know, keep hanging tough. Teams are going to start to slow down a little bit. Like, I think United will probably slow down a little bit. City will start to pull away. Uh, and this is where it gets tough. You know, we got out of this the, the Christmas period, the toughest stretch of the season. We won three straight and then a draw in the fourth one. So, Could have been a lot worse for us right now compared to where we had a month ago. Uh, Just see if they can keep the momentum going a little bit.
2: Yeah, they called their boy back in the table, you know, a month ago. All the analysts were like, oh, Arsenal's in the relegation fight, and (laughs) here we are. There's clauses
0: in everybody's contract in case they get relegated, and
2: it's like, all right, relax. Yeah, Yeah, and here we are, they're, uh, they're about nine points back of fifth place, so... They're a little far behind still, but at the same time, that's makeable grounds, especially given we're only halfway through the season. So any team that starts slipping up, there'll be teams ready to replace them, and maybe Arsenal keeps this little good run of form going, and hopefully your new number 10, Lacazette. Yeah. (laughs) The new number 10.
0: I don't know. La Gazette? Uh, it's just That's got a nice ring to like, it. That's got a nice ring to it. Like Bukayo Saka is our number 7, you know, that's great. <laughs> Obama Yang's number 14, I have Thierry Henry, like give give it to like Martinelli or someone for the future not like Emile Smith yeah not that, bro. I'd rather like Rob Holding wear it than <laughs> Rob that, Bro. Rob holding number 10 you mean dude, holdini? That ten? That Rob Holdini, holdini? that 10's gonna help him bag 25 goals yeah, <laughs> I think his highest scoring total is 13 for Arsenal so far and that he won our player of the season with 13 goals and 10 assists so yeah uh, moment of silence, not even, but thank you to Mesut Ozil for all your time and service to the Arsenal Football Club. There were many great moments, arguably the best one-two punch uh, we've seen in our lifetime with uh, Ozil and Alexis Sanchez, just the two of them, and I really think that Arsenal could have made a push for the league if they bought someone other than Peter Check that one summer. They would have put, you know, a Aubameyang around him a summer earlier. He had 16 assists at Christmas and finished the season with 19, one short of Thierry Henry's Premier League assist record because Olivier Giroud went 14 games without scoring a goal. So <laughs> G. your service will never be forgotten. 750 created chances for Arsenal, only 77 assists. That's how bad Danny Welbeck <laughs> and Theo Walcott and all these bums have been for Arsenal <laughs> over the years. So thank you for your service. Appreciate I will you. always remember him as having one of the sickest
1: assists in the Premier League. In Ooh, recent yeah. years, with that flick, behind the yeah, back flick. To, I think it was Giroud, Giroud. Yeah, that was... And the goal was against sweet. Luda
0: Goritz where he chipped the keeper and then Dallas cut it back out. to his left foot and sliced two guys. And just
2: hey, quality people, player. Ozil was a very good player and, you know, kind of fuck Arsenal for the way they treated him. But I don't know. Who knows all the details of that. It's kind of weird. But
0: I think it was... Um, they just didn't want to pay him. They knew... It, it, you can't be mad at a player. Everyone was mad at Oza because he was getting paid so much, but you can't mad, be mad at a person for signing the contract that they <laughs> put in front of your face. Someone offers you $350,000 a week, you're going to sign the contract. It's not your fault that the club hierarchy is foolish. And he spoke out against the Uyghur Muslims in China and all these different causes, and he was you know, exiled from the German national team, and he would made a political stand on multiple occasions. And I think Arsenal just didn't want to associate themselves with him anymore. And now they're apparently like requesting that he pay back the $10 million that they paid him because he didn't feature. And he wants them to pay out another $10 million for the rest of the season over like two years. So it's going to be a big legal battle. Um, but it, it is what Sad it is. Sad way to go yeah. Sad out. Sad way to go out for sure. Him and Alexis Sanchez both left horribly, which kind of <laughs> sucks. But
2: Yeah, so... That'll wrap up our little Arsenal talk and Thank you, you know, for letting me get <laughs> off out of my chest. Thank okay. you, Mezu Ozil. Shout out Mesud. It was a pleasure to watch him, a fun player to watch and uh
0: I'll be tuning into some Turkish
2: League games <laughs> this year. <laughs> we'll round out this weekend. We had that shock result for Sam Allardyce's men. Sammy, you old slag. Sammy's <laughs> men, after letting up like four goals a game for how many games in a row was that? Two, three straight games, they managed to sneak by Wolves with the three two win and I think that's just something we might have to you know, randomly expect from this team is that they, they'll find a way to randomly win a game even when the odds are against them and they're playing like shit.
0: Definitely.
2: Uh, West Ham takes, takes a 1-0 win against Burnley. Leeds struggling right now with a, a tough 1-0 loss to uh, Graham Potter's Brighton side, who I think is honestly the most unlucky team in the league right now. Definitely. It's real... It's a real tough break for them just given if you watch Brighton's games, they honestly play really well in all their games, create a lot of chances, and just for whatever reason they always manage to lose the game. But thankfully they come away with three points against Leeds who just can't find their footing the past few games, and that's just kind of what we kind of have to expect from Leeds. They're going to be a streaky side. They'll have their two, three games where they bag four goals, and they'll have their two, three games where they might go scoreless and maybe get blown out, so something to keep a lookout for. Still an exciting team to watch. I love watching them play, but things caught up to them a little bit, and they still sit pretty in the table. They're not too worried about relegation. They're just trying to you know find wins lately.
3: I could see leads dropping over the next couple months. Yeah? The way their defense looks, there's just so many mistakes out of the back. They have enough goals <laughs> to put them sixth in the table. But they have the worst defensive record in the league. Yeah. It's just too many mistakes when the attack is if inconsistent. They have a negative <laughs> four goal differential. And for a team that scores
0: that many goals you'd never think they'd have a negative goal if differential. If the attack
3: slows down and they have been, they're
2: they're just gonna keep dropping. Yeah, that's a bold take. Tony, you got any any bold takes for leads, your thoughts on how they've been playing?
1: Uh, they're very, very offensive, like Joey said. Um defensively wise, I think they just don't seem to care. It doesn't seem to bother them (laughs) at all. They think week in, week out, it doesn't matter how many goals they put in the back of our net, we'll go down and we'll score one more than them, so we'll win the game. And I mean, maybe in the championship you can do that, but in the Premier League, I mean, teams are going to be more solid defensively and they're going to go in week in, week out, and they're going to know what you're doing. So you got to have a different game plan, in my personal opinion.
2: Yeah, too many times I watch Leeds games and the opposing midfielder gets the ball and he looks up, he's like, Holy shit, there's there's twenty yards of space <laughs> exactly, in front of me and yeah. that that shouldn't be a thing in a in a Premier League game unless, you know, maybe a corner kick counterattack or something. But some guy will intercept the pass, he'll look up you're like, Shit, I, I could fucking run and keep running and before you know it they're they're in front of the goal, so they need to switch that up. They need to have someone a little more solidified turn, in the midfield. Yeah, they need
0: to turn losses into ties. They got nine losses and only two draws. I think that they need to start turning those two one losses into two two draws or whatever. They got to figure out a way to just, you know, not give up that late goal or whatever they're doing. But they gotta they gotta start earning points uh, from these losses to definitely to, to take them to keep them you know mid table or keep them top half. Yeah. So. That rounds up this weekend's games. We had
2: some games in the middle of the week that we'll touch base on real quick. Uh, Manchester United squeaks out a very late win against Burnley. I'm sure our, our good friend Tony here was probably going a little crazy when he saw Marcus Rashford get that late goal. Against
1: Burnley, that was Paul. That was, uh, that was, oh, was Paul, Paul, yeah. Rashford had the You're the right, winner against Paul. against Wolves. But either way, both of them were rather similar in my opinion. Tight games. Need to squeak out a win. And, I don't know, I it, it's, it's big. It, you find a way to win, and oh, it yeah, puts no. you in chances to win the title, right? I mean, if you look at that Paul Pogba volley, it hits the defender's knee oh, and right. then it goes, goes deep right deep through deep 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 the goalie's legs. legs. Yeah. I mean, to win the league this year, you might need breaks just like that. Definitely. So, I mean, it was a hard-fought uh, game. They... Had a couple chances. I think Harry Maguire's uh, goal that was called off because he supposedly went over the defender's back when I thought he just out-jumped them and out-muscled them. Uh, that kind of irritated me, but overall, I mean, 1-0 win. I'll take it away. I think we haven't lost in like six, or we haven't dropped points in 16 away games, so we'll take that.
2: Yeah, definitely a, a good win. And like Tony was saying, those those games add up, especially, you know, we look at, recent title runs and especially my team last year there was games where all of a sudden it's 1-1 and 88th 89th minute someone manages to score I mean even Divock Origi the ball fucking bounced off the crossbar twice and he just managed to be standing right there and heads it home and those those games add up those games that you're, you're supposed to lose and somehow manage to find a way to get a point or find a way to get three points, those add up and those those will be the difference makers and teams that are really contending for the title. Definitely. So we had Everton taking down Wolves midweek two, too. A big win there. Sheffield with a one nothing win against Newcastle, their first win of the season. A big congratulations to them. It took them, what, 17-18 games to finally win a game. So they finally get the job done. I think it was a penalty kick goal, but good for... What's his name? Chris Wilder. The, the, the Sheffield coach. coach. Yeah, the Sheffield coach. Uh, happy for him. Uh, especially after last year. So, good for them. And that about wraps, rounds up this past week of games here. We're looking at the table. United to the top by of City by two points. City with the game in hand. Leicester in third. Also tied on points with City. And Liverpool fourth. So... Still very tight, only three points separating one through four, four points separating one through five and it's really just anyone's race up we've been saying all year anyone can get hot it seems like city might be the team that is getting the hottest right now at the right time and we got a lot to, a lot more to cover the FA Cup is back in full action like I was saying Liverpool plays Manchester United next weekend and The Champions League should be returning pretty soon here. I think at the beginning of February we'll be getting Champions League soccer back. I know Liverpool's got a tough draw against uh, Leipzig. Who does Chelsea got, Joe? Atletico. And uh, how are you feeling about that?
3: I just hope we get things sorted out by then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's about all you can hope for. I think Atletico, they've allowed six goals in La Liga. They look very good. So for a team that is struggling up front going against a team that's only allowed six goals, they are top of the table. So Joao Felix, that'll be a tough draw for them. I, right now, I'd, I'd throw the money on Atletico. They're definitely the team in form. And who else do we got coming up in the Champions League?
0: Um, Uh-oh. We're pulling it up I don't know <laughs> It hasn't played in so long I can't remember Let's see We're Barca it PSG
2: Oh yeah Barca PSG Yeah Barca PSG Sevilla Le- Dortmund Leipzig Sevilla Dortmund Porto Juve Lazio Bayern Byron. That should be an interesting game And uh, Chelsea Oletico Atlanta. Real Madrid That'll be good Gladbach. Man City Over So City
0: uh, Atalanta-Madrid tie.
2: Yeah, so do we have uh, any predictions here? Any any shock teams to maybe squeak out results coming up?
3: I don't think it'll be much of a shock, but I think Atalanta take out
1: Real Madrid.
2: Okay. Tony, um, any, any shock results I, for you?
1: I will also double down on that. I think Real Madrid struggled in group stage surprisingly,
0: and Atalanta had a surprise run last no. year. No Papu Gomez though, right? No, oh, is he going to is no, he going to be gone? I don't think so, actually. I, I know I saw a bunch of Fabrizio stuff, but I don't think there's anything confirming he, his he was, yeah. He was, yeah, rumored to they leave. Don't like I don't think he's going to They don't leave. like each other or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. And
1: then I could see Sevilla's playing Dortmund, right? Yep. Yeah. I could see Sevilla uh, squeaking out a win in that, that I'd, matchup.
2: I'd also agree with that. Dortmund, they, they're starting to figure it out again, but they, they've struggled a little bit in the Bundesliga lately, and... They got a new coach. So they're starting to learn the new system. So, Sevilla are a very strong defensive side like all those boring-ass La Liga teams are this year. <laughs> very organized. If, if, if you like watching cool. La Liga, I, I don't know how you do it. It's fucking boring. It's the new Serie A of past. And credit to them. I also think Juve have a tough draw against Porto. Every, every year, Porto seems to find their way into the round the 16. And Juve dropped points today against Inter with a 2 nothing loss. Yeah. They... They're kind of, they're sitting, what, fifth place in Serie A right now, so they need to get things going back on track. It, they're, what, one nine in a row? One nine Serie A's in a row, Scudetto's in a row, okay. and I don't think that's happening this year, and Porto, Porto's Porto. They always find a way to manage to make it deep in the Champions League, so that that'll be a tough draw. I think Athletico beats Chelsea. I think they're not. them well, the I think Chelsea. PSG
0: also knocks out Barca, personally.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Barca, did they end up losing today? They did yep. lose They to did, too. They lost. Yaki
0: Williams curling effort off the post. And Yaki Williams. Most OP FIFA-like <laughs> player ever. 94 <laughs> pace up top. Him and uh, Wasam Ben Yedder. Just a little <laughs> four, <laughs> I don't know, two up top. Just a little giving goes through all day long. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, <clears> unfortunately <throat> for
2: Lazio, I, I think they're going to get caught outclassed by Bayern. I don't think that should be anything too surprising. Maybe they bag a couple goals. Sierra Mobile maybe gets one or two in the two legs, but Bayern is Bayern. They're, they're going to win that matchup. Uh, I think, as well as City are playing, I think Gladback might be a tough out for them. We know City every Struggling year somehow manages City, yeah. to not do well in the European stage since Pep's come over, who they thought might take them to the Champions League promised land, they have not advanced past the quarter-final stage. And Montreal Laubak scores a lot of goals, so they'll really put their defense to the test. And they might have to score a little more than they have been. Obviously, today they scored four goals, but is Gabriel Jesus going to be the guy that leads a Champions League run? I, I don't know that he's going to be the guy. That's a, that's a tough ask out of the youngster. And Phil Foden, you know. A lot to ask out of these young players for them and we'll see how it goes.
0: Chad Henney! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah,
2: so Chad Henney just scrambled for possible. And they shorted <laughs> him though. And they give it to him. Yes. Wow. I think that's a great call. Be short. I hope to
0: God he's short. Wow, I Chad think he got had it, had it had to be honest. I think he got it. Oh how man. does Chad man, it is, that's what Mitch should have done. No, he got it, bro. He definitely got <laughs> it. He's down early. Oh, okay. oh, he got it. He I got don't know, it. Jim. He didn't <laughs> slide. He didn't give himself up. He—that's a first. His down. knees down a yard short. No, it's not. No, nah, he's over. First, yeah. first down. I but, first down.
2: Hope uh, not. First down, Chiefs. We'll wrap up our talk here. Um, it was fun having our two guests here. Our first guest. Any separate. final thoughts? Pleasure to be on the show. Thanks
1: for having us.
0: Any thoughts, Tony?
1: <laughs> I want Anthony Marshall to answer the call, and figure it out. You got his I phone mean, number? I mean, him? I will call him. Someone give me his number. Pick up call the him. phone. We're calling Tony. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I, Good I've God. I've been texting Tony here and there, and I think, oh, by the way, he's short. <laughs> uh, by the way, Chad Henney's short. <laughs> he, he might, but, be sure, uh, you might be short. He might be short. I've texted Tony here in the past about Martial. I, I don't think he's the guy. I even told him once that I thought Rashford should play up top and instead of playing out wide that. I don't know how, how you feel about that talk.
1: I I mean, I'm okay with either one. He's good not to play anywhere. Yeah, no. they, they're interchangeable. I was reading a stat today that the last time Man United won the title, 2012-2013, Chicharito had 18 goals and mm-hmm. 8 assists and that man was coming off the bench. So I could... Can I ask that from Anthony Marshall? Is that too much to ask for <laughs> if he's playing every single week? Is it too much to ask for fifteen goals? Would you uh would you like to see Cavani play more?
2: Would you like him to start or do you like we, him just being a substitute, maybe come on and get a nice Heather Goal that, here? That's
1: such a tough one because I don't know if our style of play fits him. I was also reading today that we ranked like sixteenth in crosses, overall crosses mm-hmm. in the Premier League. So I don't. I don't. Shot. I didn't watch much of PSG, and when Edison Cavani was there, but I feel like he's dependent on cross, and I don't know if we fit that that style of play for him. I don't see why we don't give him a chance, though. I I would give him a couple games, see how he does. I mean, he played well against Everton both times. One time he started, he scored. The other time he came off the bench, he put away the game. So. Why yeah, I don't he, see I don't see one.
0: Danny.
1: Always says he's going to give him a shot <laughs> and I'm yet to see a shot. I mean, he came, he started the match against uh who did we just play in the FA Cup? Um Why can't I think of him? Who did you play? On? Uh Watford. We played wow. Watford and um he he completed I think like 98% or maybe more of his passes. And, I mean, he's he's a lot of that tiki-taka style of play. Uh, he's just one-two off the ball, one-two off the ball. I like it, um, but should he get a chance? I think he should. Uh, last question, Daniel James. Daniel James? <laughs> Daniel James needs to pay Man United back the contract <laughs> and get the fuck out. Mm. That man deserves oh, man. to be back at Swansea City. No offense to the man, like you said earlier, if... They're going to put a contract in front of you. You're going to sign it, right? You're not going to give them back their <laughs> money. But that man never deserved to come to Man U. Um <laughs> Feel bad for him because his father passed away when he was signing, and it was a whole story like that. But it's a big club. Um, he scored and on his debut, though, yeah. so he's sick. He, yeah, how many games did he go without yeah. scoring them, though? Um. But back to what I was saying, I think, I think that big – not that we lost a big club mentality, but – I think it's finally starting to come back. So players like Daniel James, sorry Juan Mata, even though I love you, he's got to go. we got to filter out some guys, and I think hopefully, knock on wood, we're going to be back to competing for titles. There you go. Season in, season out. So I'm excited. I'm glad you're
2: excited. Any lasting thoughts for Mr. Chelsea, man? (sighs) (laughs) Let's hope the signings can prove what they're worth. That's all. That's about all you can really say right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Frank in or out? Let, let's leave it at that.
3: I want to say in because he's had success with less than what he has this year. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Ollie in? Is Ollie at the wheel? Do you want
0: <laughs> Ollie, you Ollie? extend in? Ollie? You extend, extend Ollie. Extend Extend him. Wow. Ollie is at the wheel. Extend him. Let him drive. Yep. Rio Take him could. to the
2: promised land. Wow.
0: Alright. Arteta in in case win. anyone was wondering. I'm Arteta in. Clap <laughs> out. <laughs> Clop out. Oh, 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 out. Oh. <laughs> Tone it down. Tone it down. <laughs> I right,
2: mean they we'll haven't scored in back. like four games, yeah, so true.
0: I mean Time to there's a problem. You yeah. You guys yeah. need yeah. Sam us. We need Diego Jolta back.
1: You guys do Diego Jolta? Just as bad as Wolves need uh, Raul. Raul Jimenez oh, yeah.
0: back. yeah. Oh, yeah. So Alright. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, Episode guys. Episode 13 and on the pitch pod, check. Thank you to our guests for coming in. I'm
1: your host, Shiki. Patrick. Thanks, sir. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm
0: your host, Tony Pineda. Thanks for
1: tuning in.
2: Go Gooners. Yeah, go Gooners, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy your week, and we'll be talking to you guys again soon. So, thank you, and have a good one.